0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast, episode number 140. The big Sank Van. No. What's 140 in French, Steve? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> catcher Van. You, you dug yourself into this hole. I'm not. I can't yeah. help you out of here. Wait. Because, like, French numbers are stupid. They're just other numbers put together. It's like four. No. Yeah, it's like Catcher Oh, wait. I don't know what it is. But regardless, my name's Steven. Spelled with a P H and an A. So it's like Stefan, but you say it's Steven. It's fine. And joining me this week is the other co-host, the other main dude behind canadagaminghams.com, Steven, but it's spelled with a P-H-N-E, slightly closer to the phonetically correct version of the name Steven. Thank you for joining us. We should get a Steven on here one no, day. No, that would be way too confusing. Because <laughs> I'm on Steven, and you're Steve, right? And that's yeah. how we do it. What would you call the third Stephen? No idea. <coughs> it, it, would, it wouldn't work. It would be Steven. You call me Steph. You... St- Steve and the other one Steven maybe I don't know so my friend likes to call me step step yeah because
1: i cuz he would he was trying to call me like Steph cuz like Steph Curry is technically right. Steven so he was like your name is Steph and i don't I was like no just call, if anything do step like just r- remove the h he's like all right i'll call you step and I'm like, all right.
0: when i was uh, setting up my computer and i named my admin i was trying to type Steven really fast and I accidentally hit enter too early so it's s t e p h a and that's just yep. how it recognizes on the network. And if you want to change it, it just is risky. But, yes, yeah, that's just my computer. Stefa.
1: Stefa? Stefa? Stefa, yeah. According to Google Translate, 140 is cent
0: quarante. That's so For- uh, stupid. Yeah. In French. So, uh, we we, we, don't, we do the normal numbers. We put the numbers together. Cent quarante. Well, I mean, isn't... Actually, I don't know about anything. 41 is just... Forty and one put together. I don't understand I don't understand your for, your put together numbers Well one of them is like is like Catra's saying or it's like four twenty is once you get to eighty or something. I have no idea.
1: I honestly this comes up in conversation quite a bit between Heather and I when we discuss like our daughter. It's right. just like French and learning French because I know zero French and it's a big like I mean I, I have all the power in the world to learn French now, but like it's a big like uh I guess, like, regret of mine, because like, in high school, my parents were just like, you know, uh, every, all the classes were divided in academic and applied, or whatever, like, quote-unquote university and college level. And right. And they are like, you, you have to do academic for everything, but if you want to do French for applied and just do the one year of French and bounce, that's fine. I'm like, yep. And I got, like, a 52
0: in, like, applied French or something. Oh, and God.
1: Just, and then I bounced. and
0: I did French all the way through grade 11, because I love the teacher. Shout out to Monsieur MacDonald. <laughs> and- oh, Huge so listener, I'm sure. High school, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I did it. But then he was—he like took a year off when for grade twelve. So I was just like, ah, I'm not taking French anymore. That's fair. So yeah, teachers make all the difference. But all that to say, Steve, this is a show covering all the games made in Canada and the people who create them. If you're interested, uh, we have a Patreon where you can support us, get early access to the show, a special channel on our Discord, occasional game giveaways, and the knowledge that you're helping us keep the lights on, covering the Canadian game development scene. You can do that, patreoncom slash Debs. That's enough of that, Steve. It's been week seven, eight, nine. What are we at? I I lost track. Going into nine, I think. Going into going, week nine. Going to eight. Hold on, let me see here. Let it's see been it. a long time since I've seen a movie, gone to a Starbucks, walked through a park. Going into they actually, eight. they just opened the parks here in Nova Scotia like two days ago. Oh really? I haven't walked through one yet, but I would like to. That's
1: fair. We our our stuff is still like all shut down. So when you say open, because like a lot of our parks and stuff are like all the like kid play areas have like the tape and shit around it. Mm-hmm. So all that's still very, very much uh, still going on. So
0: hmm. I don't know. The yeah, snowbirds I've... flew over today, so everyone is gathering. Like I saw pictures of the Halifax Gardens, and it was just packed with people watching the, the snowbirds fly over. I guess one concern that John Tory having for Toronto is
1: the, um, is the the uh, what are those flowers? The blossoms or whatever? Cherry blossoms.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Every year, it, it's like I don't know anything about this because I've I've never gone to it. But I guess there's one week a year when these cherry blossom trees just like blow up and look really pretty and stuff. And it's like supposed to be happening very soon. And and John Tory was kind of like, ah,
0: we might live stream that, <laughs> just block yeah. people away from it. So yeah, that's probably a good call. Yeah. Alright, let's get into some events, Steve I've got two for you this week And when we say events, of course, don't go outside These are digital events First one, I want to plug Dirty Rectangles is going online to twitch.com Nope, tvs Slash Dirty Rectangles On May 13th at 8pm Eastern Time Dave Proctor from Mighty L Studios The director of The Big Con A game I'm very interested in Will be talking about designing branching adventure games So you can tune in over there on Twitch.tv slash Rectangles. They usually host in-person events, but obviously you shouldn't do that anymore. So do this instead. Um, and the next digital event we want to plug for you is Pixels Montreal. The same day, a little earlier in the day, May 13th at 12 p.m. Eastern, is hosting a Improving Your Job Interview Skills workshop in partnership with Stadia. Um, who also has a studio in Montreal mm, makes me think. Steve, now let me know if this is crazy. <laughs> Just opened a new studio in Montreal, hosting an event about job interview skills in Montreal. I don't know. Maybe this is a great place to go network. Actually, no, it's not a network thing. It's it's an it's a it's a digital event. You can it's still an, network. You can still network. To the, let me go to the event right here. It is. Uh, it is digital. Ah, yes, it is. And it's free. Uh, yeah. Exactly.
1: These are. I don't know if you've ever been to any of these like kind of resume building workshops or like interview building or interview practice stuff, like tips and tricks. Like, I've I've been to a few, mostly when I was like in school, but it's, uh, it's never too late to really like look at look at this stuff. And it, I found it like super helpful. And I like to think that I've kind of crushed a lot of my most recent interviews in my life. Um, and it just kind of I don't know. It just like gives you some perspective and. In terms, because interviewing is kind of like stressful, especially if you like depending on the circumstances of your job, you know, mm-hmm. finances, all that stuff. So, I would highly recommend this to anyone who really even like thinks they need some brush up or, or some tips and tricks in terms of interviewing, even if it's not like a game development stuff. Because I'm sure, like, you know, the tips and and things I'll go over for this will probably be pretty similar to like other like other industries, any tech related stuff. So. I would, uh, I would recommend checking it out.
0: The event will begin with a presentation by the Stadia team helping you land that next game dev job or level up in a new position. God damn it, I hate every time any gaming-related event I uses know. Level Up. It's I the know. worst buzzword. <laughs> anyway, uh, whether you're looking for a change now or <laughs> curious about how you can do better... Check out this presentation. Following the presentation, participants can attend area-specific breakout groups where mentors will share their experience and answer your questions about their role and give advice. The breakout groups are available for game designers, artists, programmers, and project managers/slash producers. So definitely check that out. Spaces are limited. You must register for the event in order to receive links to the presentation and breakout group. May thirteenth, twelve to one p.m. Eastern. Eventbrite. Find the info on our site. Or at uh, Pixels MTL on Twitter, or even on yeah. our Discord, or on our Discord we plug it I'm there po- too. Yeah, I'm going to post it literally right now. So, um, all right, Steve, I'm going to do news today in order of thing that made the biggest splash. No, <laughs> thing that made the biggest splash last. How's that sound? That sounds fine.
1: I know, because <laughs> okay, I know okay. you don't really want to talk
0: about it. So. <laughs> We don't know what we'll talk about but well, first I want to plug uh, shout out to Ian on our discord uh, he's half of doubleton doubleton studios in Montreal uh, they have just released their episodic adventure game uh, tales of the black Death on iOS and Android it's 99 cents it'll be episodic he told me they're planning to release uh, an episode every three to five months three episodes total Um... in this episodic series it follows different characters during the black death with each episode focusing on a different section of europe first episode is in italy the part two will be in france and part three will end in england um it looks really pretty it's got that classic you know left right pick your answer at the bottom the visual style i really appreciate um if you're looking at the uh The App Store pictures like the the top two thirds of the screen is like some visual component accompanying what's happening. The very top is a health bar, and uh, I think like looks like a sanity bar. And the bottom is where you would press, uh, you know, the different options uh, for what you want to do in the situation. And ninety nine cents, not bad. And I think that covers just episode one, although I'm not sure. And there is also um, a Steam release, but this is the mobile port that we want to cover here today. Uh, let me, let me link this to you, Steve, so you, you can take a look and let me know what you think. You're on an iPhone, right? You're one of those guys, right? I am one of those
1: guys. I actually, f- I, I found the site double,
0: oh, okay. double, double ton
1: studio or double ton as the thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're going to go through Italy, France, and England. This is awesome. Actually. I, I'm, I kind of, I know very little about the black death, like, you know, history, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just kind of like fascinated by that, that in like world, uh, world war two, like history is just so like interesting to me. I might mm-hmm. want to pick this up. Is it, are you getting, not from like, just from like the idea around there, you kind of gain Valiant Hearts vibes where it's going to be like a little bit of education and kind of like some, with some game thrown in there, you know?
0: I I am getting that. And it's also that like kind of perspective, like 2.5D perspective of the scenes here. Um, And then like character, like uh, faces pop up with their text. Um, uh, Ian told us he uh, wrote part uh, one of the game off and off. It took him about a year um and he's very stoked and again planning to release the next two episodes in three to five months each um and yeah it looks really cool and i I asked him about releasing this in the middle of a pandemic and he said totally coincidental not land (laughs) (laughs) and uh maybe if it helps out people are interested in pandemics that that would he wouldn't complain you know did he say anything about the
1: Steam release, or is he going to wait for the three parts to finish before launch on
0: Steam, or...? or... Ooh, let me, let me check on Steam, because they have a couple other games on Steam, um, so there's no page for it yet. They have two, three other games on Steam, uh, one of them we checked out, or I checked out, I should stream the other two, because he linked us those, um, that are all sort of adventure games, a very great style that is unique to all the games that I really appreciate. Um, and yeah, it's uh, it would be a hard one to adapt. Actually, I don't feel like it would be hard to adapt to m- from mobile to Steam. Yeah. But um, yeah. So definitely check out Tales of the Black Death, Part One,
1: Italy. There's iOS, uh, Android. We've been we've United been kind States. of like playing. We've been kind of like teasing or playing the whole like recommended, or you may also like this or whatever suggestions. Yeah. So I'm on, I'm <laughs> I'm on the App Store. Preview and, and looking at the Tales of Black Death Italy page, and mm-hmm. one of the, one of the games it recommend or one of the things it recommends is T Rex Time Machine. It's just, it's just like an oh. image of like a dinosaur,
0: and it's a time travel dino adventure. It's an adventure game though, so that is actually related. Unlike it is. Steam, which just recommends you anything they want to sell you. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not like it had uh, you know whatever I don't know what's whatever the latest big iPhone game is like. Um, I don't know what's the what's the what are those iPhone games that everyone's playing? Ugh, I, sound like, I sound like such an old person.
0: You are kind of an old person, Be- Steve, There's The okay. Beach. There's
1: the oh, what's, there's a particular game I'm thinking of. I can't remember. Anyways, point is, point is, the icon of a T Rex time machine made me laugh, so I like it. I love that. Yeah, I wanna. I think I wanna buy this actually.
0: It's ninety nine cents. Why not the T Rex you know? one? The,
1: yeah, yeah, the Black Death one. <laughs> All
0: right, next bit of news today. A bit of a weird one. Luigi's Mansion 3's new DLC released early, kind of surprisingly. Vancouver-based Next Level Games released the second DLC pack for Luigi's Mansion 3, the Nintendo Switch third-person adventure game starring Luigi, released on Halloween last year. It was scheduled for July of this year, but then all of a sudden it was up and people could buy it. And it was included if you bought the Game Plus multiplayer pack. It's got some new costumes, some new content for the Scream Park and Scare Scraper modes, uh, which are the two multiplayer modes with new maps, new costumes, and such. Um, And yeah, you can check that out. It's, I think, like 15 Canadian. um, Yeah, developed in Vancouver. Oh, that's the one that always, like, whenever I I share stuff like that, they're like, I thought it was Canadian stuff. And I'm like, yeah, it's Canadian. And they're like, oh, weird. Because you don't think Nintendo, you think Japan, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: um... Did you get the multiplayer? did you try the multiplayer at all or did you get this like packer no I didn't yeah. I wasn't a big fan of the demo I played at DglX for the multiplayer but I am still wanting to finish the single player it's a very pretty game it
1: is and it's like very charming but it's kind of like I remember saying this like I felt this way about number two as well where it's like it's such a fun like first like three four or five hours or whatever mm-hmm. and then it just like just drops off for me where I'm just like ah oh, this is just like the 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 gameplay is the same, and then the charm kind of just goes away. Like it's a really great like five hour game, I guess, but they stretch it to like ten hours or however long Luigi's Mansion Three is for me. I do That's it's funny. not like you said. It's one that I want to finish. I played the multiplayer too. I played like one or two rounds, and it was not what I wanted to do at all. So
0: hmm. it's funny because the first one was like three to four hours as like a launch game for the GameCube. So maybe it was the perfect one out of the gate. Maybe, yeah. I, I Actually, I've never played the first one. It's like the only one I've, good. I've never I played. I beat the whole thing at like a McDonald's demo GameCube. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how short it is. <laughs> That's amazing. On one of those That's extremely right. greasy controllers. I know exactly what you mean. That's amazing. <laughs> That's so good, actually. Those controllers have probably caused other pandemics around the world. Oh, I'm sure. All right, Steve. We're going to end the news today. I got one last thing. Blew up. Everyone was talking about it. People are messaging me about it because they know I'm a lapsed Assassin's Creed fan, and they were looking for hot takes. And I have many hot takes. But <laughs> <laughs> Assassin's Creed Valhalla is the next game in the massive Ubisoft franchise. Uh, it's being led in development by Ubisoft Montreal. And it's they, 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 in the press release, they listed every studio working on it. It's like it's 15 absurd. studios or something, right? So it's being led by Ubisoft Montreal with yeah. support from Ubisoft Sofia, Singapore, Montpellier, Barcelona, Kiev, Bordeaux, Shanghai, Chengdu, Philippines, Quebec, Bucharest, uh, Ubisoft Pune, which I looked up is a city in India, and oh. <laughs> a, an external partner in Sparasoft. So this is a monumental Project Management Nightmare. That's probably like 10 time zones. Probably like four or 5,000 people across 10 t- time zones. How are they doing this, Steve? I have no idea.
1: I have no idea. I want to know how many people did... Um, oh, I'm just on Sparesoft's website. And they have Anthem and Assassin's Creed Odyssey and Rainbow Six Siege and stuff here. So it looks like they've worked with a couple like EA and, and uh, Ubisoft before. Um, I want to know how many people work on Odyssey, though. Because it's like... I'm sure, like, Odyssey was huge, but mm-hmm. I don't know if they also kind of had, like, you know, 10 different studios around the globe, but I would not want to... I, I hate managing projects. I, I'm a <laughs> terrible project manager. I'm a terrible at, like, playing this shit. I'm trying to get better with it,
0: mm-hmm. but I,
1: I would not want to fucking do this. <laughs> like, all. like, manage, like, that many time zones, that many people. Like, the lead, whoever the... I think he wrote in the thing, right? Who the lead... Uh,
0: creative director. Oh, creative director. Ashraf Ismail, who uh, was a uh, game director... On or no, game game design director on Origins, um, I'm messing that up, but um, yeah, stepped up for, to creative director for this one. Uh, yeah, this is the studio. This is the core team that did Black Flag and then Origins, and now this is their next one, being kind of the spearhead of it. Yeah. Um, and which are the two best Assassin's Creed games? So of the past. <laughs> Of modern assassins, when it became annualized, I would say those are the two best ones. Actually, it's not even annualized. Like Odyssey was twenty nineteen, no eighteen. Odyssey they, they took a step back. Yeah, when was Odyssey? Last year? The two years? Uh, two years? Uh, two years ago. Yeah. Okay. So it's not quite annualized, but
1: they they've taken. I think they've taken two breaks in the his or no three breaks. This last one, and then Syndicate the Origins, and then one to two. Or maybe two to the next one, I forget. But I think there's been a few breaks. I mean, there is like, I don't know, it's like 13 games in 16 years or something like that.
0: So it's pretty close. So (laughs) all we know for now, Holiday 2020, Xbox Series X, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, PS4, Stadia, and Windows exclusively on Ubisoft Store and Epic Games Store. Yeah. Uh, it'll also be the ultimate edition. Will be available for any U Play Plus subscribers, which is their subscription service. We got a cinematic trailer, and one of my first hot takes is cinematic trailers are really useless. You need gameplay, or <laughs> I don't, or or bust. You know, this is all pre-rendered. This like this trailer probably costs like a couple million dollars. You know, it's it's very it's not representative of what you're going to be doing in the game at best it's like setting a tone and there was that cool reveal right at the at the end you think he's going to die and then the the hidden blades on the top now whoa it's not hidden anymore so innovative (laughs) so there's that (laughs) and it's uh, set in the dark ages you're a viking you'll be able to play as either a man or a woman and some gamer babies got upset and then a bunch of historians published all the work that they were female vikings but whatever um we're not gonna give that any attention uh so it's I mean, the first time that?
1: that there's been female vikings in like a media like
0: vikings the tv show had female vikings so i understand and why people... i'm sure people got upset about that too steve maybe i don't know the main character's name is ivor e-i-v-o-r i'm gonna call that ivor um and then so unlike syndicate where you chose like two different characters this will be or syndicate or even um Odyssey had two different characters for the male female option. This is one character you play as a male or female version of.
1: Yeah, so yeah, because Odyssey was whichever one you picked, your sibling was in the game as like a as an NPC or whatever. As like, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, the same thing um, in Syndicate where you picked Evie or what's his face Jack. Okay. I same don't thing? know. I
1: didn't. I didn't play Syndicate.
0: Yeah, so it was the same thing there. In this one, it's there's uh you just. Pick a gender at the beginning. And then you can customize your hair, tattoos, clothing, war paint and gear. Uh, and the big new feature they're pumping for this one is there's clans. So there's like a base you're going to build up. Um, and yeah. What do you think? Hit me with your impression, Steve. I, I love your Assassin's Creed sass, by the way. It's because <laughs> I want it to be good, Steve. It's because I grew up on like one, two, Brotherhood. I love them. I was there playing hundreds of hours, multiplayer, everything, and I've just slowed like, Unity was the tipping point for me. I was so unimpressed with Unity. It was quite abysmal. I did all the co-op missions with my friend, and it just, it really felt like a bland copy and pasted NPCs and buildings, really uninspired missions. The coolest part of these games is the setting. I loved the French Revolution, and they just found a way to make it so dull, repetitive, and uninteresting and i just I, I i beat unity and then i got a couple missions into syndicate a couple missions into origins a couple missions into odyssey never finished any of them
1: right yeah I have, a, I have a little bit of a different almost like the opposite where it's like i didn't really i played two but i didn't really like it um i played revelations i was like mad on it i played four that's when i really started to like i was like oh this game is awesome because you're just a pirate four is awesome and four is they just so like good. they just ditched the like you know the Desmond shit by then and, and all that stuff, um, and then I didn't play uh, Unity or Syndicate. And then I got into Origins, loved Origins. I think it's a great game. Um, one of my probably like one of the top ten games for me this last generation. Like I really really dug it. Odyssey I liked. It's very similar, but it's like it was just the setting wasn't as interesting. And it's also like too big. Like there's too much shit to do in it, and it's like mm. none of it seemed, seemed bad. It was just like it was just too much like it's too much check check boxes or check marks rather um so this trailer yeah like you said it's not gameplay it's like it's just like a hype trailer it looks it looks pretty mm-hmm. it's cool i'm down with vikings i'm down with the setting i kind of wish they would just like i guess it's i guess it's not going to be older than odyssey or whatever like is it going to be before i don't did they say like when
0: yeah run? it's dark it's dark ages so isn't like, that like when is that the Dark Altid, Ages, uh, uh, the fifth to fifteenth century is what Wikipedia is telling me. So that is definitely. Wait, when was Odyssey? Oh, Odyssey was like before BC sometime. I okay, think. so this is probably like before. before it's, it's before the Renaissance, but so that's before the before the, um, the Atio. A- yeah, and At Altair was Middle Altair. Ages, wasn't he? Yeah, I think I think so. So yeah,
1: I mean, I guess the then the Creed is like a thin at this point. Um, I'm excited, but I remember like kind of just talking to like Brett about this and like other people were just like they can't go back now. Like if if Valhalla is you know half the size of Odyssey, people are going to like complain and bitch. So they and the fact that there's like fifty thousand different studios working on this makes me think they you know it's going to be another giant kind of thing. So I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Like you know I think it'll be a good game. I'm down with like Origins. I loved Origins. Like I said. And so I'm excited that like my two favorite Assassin's Creed games, it's like from those those people, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like I gotta see you know, they took a year off from Odyssey. So they took a year off from Syndicate and Origins, right? And Origins was pretty different. They they threw in a lot of RPG stuff and all that and all that whatnot. So I'm wondering what they've done with the year in between as well. Like, is it just gonna be bigger? Um or is there actually going to be, like, some gameplay stuff? Is this clan stuff going to really matter? Or is it just going to be, like, the the villa in Assassin's Creed 2 where you just, like, occasionally buy shit and then just get money every now and then? And and just, like, raid stuff? Or, like, in Assassin's Creed 4 when you had, like, the pirates and you can download the mobile app and, like, do pirate mission shit automatically. <coughs> um, mm-hmm. So we'll see. I don't know. Like, there was those big epic, like, fights in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, too. So, like, even that was just kind of, like, they've already done this stuff, too, so...
0: Mm-hmm.
1: wasn't wasn't blown away it looks cool I'm sure it'll be fi- like at least good you know I mm-hmm. like but I'm not I wasn't super they didn't show gameplay so it's it's like how really hyped can you be and I'm not like Vikings are alright but I'm not like super crazy but I'm just like eh you know Vikings whatever it's been whatever
0: when you mentioned the, the jump to RPG that reminded me my other nitpick is I think it was one of the first missions I did in Origins or maybe Odyssey like I snuck past everyone. I got to where the captain person I needed to kill was sleeping. I like they were on the floor. I like hidden daggered them and then like they got up and a chip of their health bar went off and I'm like no 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 no. This is Assassin's Creed for ten fucking games if I get to you undetected and press square, you die because I shoved, like, a foot of steel into your back when you weren't looking. Was you don't lose a bit of your over? health. Yeah, because you're leveled. As soon <laughs> as you added levels, it changes it. You just take a little bit of your health bar off and get up, and then we start fighting. And, like, that doesn't feel good. I snuck through this whole camp. But that I've been told that's a nitpick, and I need to get over that. It just bothers me.
1: You do. You also need to get over the, the like, how they sell, like... RPG, oh my god as soon like, as you sell stuff.
0: XP boosters in your game you're telling the players that we're not designing the game to use your time to respect your time as much as we could we're designing the game to get you to spend as much money as you could and that's not who I want to support you know
1: yeah I don't know if that's what they because like you can I I didn't feel the urge or need to buy that stuff ever in origins and odyssey and I platinum or did I platinum? yeah I platinum both games mm-hmm i i always i look at that stuff as just like it's a single player game so they're like you know we don't have to worry about this pay to win shit and when it's like a competitive game like how battlefront 2 just got like completely just shit on Mm -hmm. they're just like you know if it's 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 a cop-out agreed because 10 years ago it would just been a code you can enter in but like it's just like you know if you're busy and don't want to level up and shit here you go you can give us 10 bucks and we'll Fucking give you ten extra levels or something like that. I don't. I don't look at it as now. I'm not saying that they could eat very easily. Just adjust the leveling scale and just be like kind of push you towards it or whatever. I don't. But I didn't get that vibe from Origins or Odyssey. Like I didn't ever really feel the need I had to do that. And I always felt that's fair. I always felt like the the missions I was doing and the progression I was going through just like made sense. Like I never went into. An area that you know had the number was super higher than me, so I I just stayed within my level range, just like an RPG, like in a Dragon Quest game or Final Fantasy or whatever, and and mm-hmm. and I was fine. I never, I never had to grind, quote unquote, to get to the next thing. I remember like people telling me like, oh, I heard you had to play like for five hours in between missions just to like do them. I'm like, no, you don't, you don't have to do that. Like, it's just. If you just play like the occasional side, mi- like if you just play the game and then the occasional side mission, like you would in any other game, like you're you mm-hmm. fine. So I didn't really. I can see why it rub people the wrong way. You spend eighty bucks, you know, you want the game, but I didn't really get the bad vibes from uh, from that. But also, you should accept the fact that this game will have a fucking shit ton of microtransactions.
0: Oh yeah, there's three different <laughs> 15, collector's editions. One 15, of them you can spend like two hundred dollars on.
1: Fifteen studios. You better believe. <laughs> That they gotta, that like they're not making. They gotta either sell a billion copies or get some whales to purchase some, some fiery. But that's
0: it. Shit. You know, the, like you just admitted there, they are looking for people <coughs> to abuse out of their money and the in-game currency. They the the only reason you add an in-game currency to the game is to abstract people's money from them to like try to encourage them and mess with their psychology to get them to spend more money than they would if it was straight up just a purchase. So you buy the in-game Helix coins or whatever in Odyssey and then you can use that to buy horse armor or these XP boosters or whatever. But and what I'm but what I'm saying is
1: is at least when I played Origins in Odyssey, if you remove mm-hmm. all the DLC from the game, mm-hmm. I have the exact same experience. I don't feel I don't feel like I'm grinding. I think the progression is fine. Like my problems mm-hmm. with Odyssey were never about like leveling up and stuff like that. And so, I like if you do it correctly, you can just like play like you can give this game to someone without an internet connection, and they would just be like totally fine and like be able to play the game just perfectly normal. Mm. Um, but there are people out there who you know just don't give a fuck. They got money. They like I I'm friends with someone who has spent you know six seven eight hundred dollars on GTA like online uh shark card money that's criminal that's that's
0: criminal that should be illegal he steve
1: because he doesn't play that many games so he's just like Fuck, what do i care i've put like 500 hours into gta like he just wants stuff in gta he's not he's just like that's
0: just what he does like he has the money that's what he wants to spend it on and so yeah i don't think he should have the option though. i know i have a very unpopular not unpopular i have a controversial stance on this if you charge 90 canadian dollars for a game after tax there should be no microtransactions. There should be no in-game currency to try and trick you into thinking you're spending less money than you are. You can charge for DLC because I think that's development time after the release of your game, unless it's that sleazy way some people do it where it's already on the disc and you just pay for it. I'm okay with that. But I really am like that's one of my that's one of my lines in the sand, Steve. And I recognize that that's not for everyone, but
1: that's my line in the stand. sand. That's fair. The way the way I always look at it and have been for a while, I remember David Jaffe was the first person to kind of like bring this up. Um he, it was just, like, if you remove the DLC and the microtransactions and whatever, the season pass, whatever, all that shit, and mm-hmm. the game that you bought for $70, $80, nine dollars whatever it is, I mean, PS5 games could be, like, could be more expensive as well. Like, that could happen. If you look at that game and you're, like, okay, this is worth $70, $80, mm-hmm. the game itself, then it shouldn't really matter what other content comes After the fact, if you're like happy with the purchase as it stands, like if you buy Anthem, you're like, this bullshit isn't worth $80. Like, why would I give you more money? Like you didn't even provide a good game to begin with. That's Mm -hmm. different. But if you look at like grand theft auto five, which is, you know, probably the like king of microtransaction shit, but you look at that game, you're like, this is like, they pumped a lot of shit into the, the multiplayer The single player is long and like the world is dope. And it's like a lot of fun. If you look at that as like an eighty dollar product, you're like, this is worth eighty dollars, all the extra DLC, obviously I would want it. Like, I would want that money. And it's like Rockstar has more money now than what they you know, than they know what to do with. Mm-hmm. But you look at the game and you're like, this is worth eighty dollars, this is fine. And that's just sort of the reality that we're in, like, in twenty twenty in terms of video games. It's not like the year two thousand anymore where you can just like buy a game from EB Games for fifty bucks play it for 10 hours and then trade it in and get like most of your money back and then that's the game like there's no extra add-ons it's just sort of like it's a little bit of like yeah I get it but also it's like that's not the world like that's it's been like this now for 15 years like it's DLC is not really like a new thing it's
0: like when was Oblivion Oblivion was 2006 7? Seven, 6? Seven? I'm not sure but again that I, I, I want to differentiate between DLC and, and my- microtransactions and in-game currency I think those are three like, I'm okay with DLC in, a, like, Spider-Man, PS4's three different packs after. They were they developed after and released after. But Assassin's Creed Valhalla is probably going to launch with an in-game currency and some bullshit XP boosters. And it's designed from the get-go to extract more money from you than you paid up front for the game, which is already <clears throat> very expensive.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, look, so look at Odyssey where it had, it kind of had everything, right? It had the the currency purchasing the microtransaction <clears throat> shit it had mm-hmm. free dlc like free missions free bosses stuff like that that you, mm-hmm. that came out like as a it was like every week or two weeks or so they would just put more shit into the game
0: mm-hmm. and
1: then there was like two big like expansion passes so it's like a little bit of like giving give and take because it's like without that stuff would you have gone the free missions and stuff it's hard to tell like you don't know Oh, absolutely!
0: You could have. They do not need to do that. Like, you don't uh, think so? No, absolutely not. They they have so much money, and they're like they they're very open in their like investor calls every year about how much they're well, pumping. But I mean, into. like,
1: I mean, game like game companies in general. Like, I'm just using Odyssey as an example because it has it kind of has like an example of all three of the, the things. Like, it mm-hmm. has it doesn't have loot boxes, I guess, but it has like free free shit. Paid microtransaction-y shit, and then actually, like, legit missions and DLC and, and, like, with new trophies and new storylines and stuff like that. So it's, like, Mm -hmm. it has, like, all three, and you can can just get the free stuff. You don't even have to download it, really. You can get the season pass, like, the actual missions, or you can get the, like, if you just want, like, a fiery horse or whatever, like, you can just get that stuff. Like, because that's, like, a dollar. Yeah, it's, it's like, three bucks. Maybe you only want to spend, like, three or four dollars. You don't want to get, like, big missions. It's, like... I get it but at the same time it's like i've accepted that like it's not going to change anyways because like people there's like i just think back to my friend who just like he just it's just going to buy shit he doesn't like he doesn't even care like he just there are people out there you know that just play one or two games that just that's like their year like call of duty especially right like they just mm-hmm. buy their call of duty call of duty is like one of the worst ones it has all this shit and a season pass and a battle pass and blah 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 blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, all this last one didn't have a season pass, I guess, but it's like, it's like, it's going to have this stuff, but it's not enough to like, to, like take me away from the game. Like, I would still buy it. I'm like, unless like someone comes out that's like awful and all that shit, but I doubt this game will be anything less than good. Um, yeah, I agree. But like, it's not enough for to tear me away from buying the main game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That being said, I'm talking about all this stuff. I've never even purchased any of this stuff like on a main triple a game like i bought this sort of stuff in free games before and like mobile mm-hmm. games but never in like i've never bought like cosmetic stuff in like anthem assassin's creed rainbow six siege any of this shit um, mm-hmm. what's the overwatch like i've never really bought any of that stuff
0: mm-hmm. overwatch kind of like set it for us this generation yeah they they really
1: i mean yeah this stuff has been going on for quite a while but like overwatch really like pushed it forward it was 12. an interesting
0: Jim Sterling video at the end of last year where he, everyone was doing like their most influential game of the decade thing, and we were like, oh, Dark Souls, because everything's a Souls-like now, or, or whatever, and he was like, no, it was Candy Crush, because if you look at every major AAA studio who they reference for monetization models for their games, it's Candy Crush. Candy Crush set the bar, microtransactions is a billion-dollar industry, and you can see Activision referenced that for they own Overwatch, Call of Duty, Destiny, all this stuff. Um, you can look at EA referencing it, and that was a really interesting take on how, yeah, Candy Crush probably was the most influential game of the last decade, and really, really taught the AAA industry how to abuse their players of their money. Yeah, I mean, EA
1: and NBA, like 2K, probably are the worst Um Offenders of the stuff. It's like,
0: gambling. You're it's gambling, and it should be regulated like gambling. Like your friend who plays GTA, they literally just built a casino in that game. And <laughs> you use real world money to no, buy you, fake GTA money, and no, no, no. You, you
1: can't. You can't use uh, the money you purchase. You is separate, but in the back end, you can't use that money in the casino.
0: Okay, that, still
1: because they because they block that off. So you can a buy the money, but as far as I no you cannot use that money like in the in in the world itself all that money is like the same like the money you earn from like missions is the same as what you can buy mm-hmm. and i kind of like gta for that reason it like red dead has like the gold bars and shit like that like yeah it has the two different currencies i like how gta is just one currency but yeah. um yeah it's it they threw the i love that. i do appreciate that they're just like fuck it it is gambling <laughs> we'll just throw the casino in uh, oh, but man. it is like separate it is separate money um, I'm not forgiving GTA though. Like there's you know, there's cars that you had to buy basically for like the equivalent of like thirty or forty dollars. So it's not like um it's not like it's it's they're forgiven or anything like that. But the casino <laughs> money is like or the, the paid money is separate as far as the casino stuff goes.
0: This is an ongoing conversation we've had on this show. We'll continue <laughs> to have. I'm interested to see how Valhalla does it. I am always skeptical of in-game currencies, especially in ninety-dollar Canadian after-tax games, and yeah, we'll we'll see. Are you so? Are you would you not buy it
1: at full price? Like, what's the what's your break-even point? Like, if it's on sale for like thirty bucks, would you not still not buy it then? Like, it's unless an Assassin's it's
0: Creed game, unless it's
1: like well, any of these games that have like these microtransaction stuff.
0: Um. See, I I, I do it on a case by case. So, like when when Red Dead Two is coming out, I was like, oh, the online's coming out a couple months after. It's going to be as sleazy as GTA. But also, Red Dead Campaign is amazing. Yeah. And so I bought Red Dead at launch, and I touched the multiplayer once, never touched it again. Yeah, so it's like a case-by-case case thing. Whereas like if Valhalla, they're like, hey, there's a season pass. There's this in-game uh, currency you buy with real money to buy cosmetics and XP boosters and stuff. I'd be like, eh, I don't really want to play that. But if they're like, hey, there's a season pass, and that's content planned to develop and release after, I'd be like, oh, okay, I'm more inclined to get on with that. Right? Did they say anything about the season pass? Because there's like they the didn't. There's break. a pre-order bonus that comes with an exclusive mission, and there's three different tiers of collector's <sighs> editions. There's the standard, gold, and ultimate edition, which is oh, there the is Ubisoft a season playbook pass playbook at this point. So that means definitely new content um, coming after the game, and yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll wait and see. Um, okay. Won't be a won't be a day one play for me. Also, this is like a, interesting that it's by the same. Uh, leads as the black flags game because that was also like a ps3 ps4 game and uh, oh yeah that's right i remember yeah. waiting like three weeks because i pre it on ps4 so it came out on ps3 and 360 and i was watching him play it and i'm like oh well and then actually i could pick up the game like a week or two before and i just had a copy of assassin's creed 4 on my desk for like two weeks i'm like can't wait to play this when my ps4 comes out but uh, it'll be interesting to see if it, they do something similar this time around where it comes out earlier on pc and uh, current gen, and then later, whenever the next gen console announcements are. Yeah, maybe. I think they announced, too, that the ex- at least the Xbox version is using...
1: I forget what marketing term they use, but it's basically you just buy one version and you get whatever ver- you get whatever
0: system it is. Oh, yeah, they're doing but, that for a bunch... Like, all the Xbox Prime proper games are doing that. Yeah. And, it, it, and Cyberpunk's guess, doing it, too.
1: Yeah, so I don't know if... It, I forget what they call it, but I don't know if you have to... I don't know if a developer has to opt in on that. Because they seem to be making a big deal of it. Like, it actually has a name. So, I don't know if there's going to be, like, a developer like EA. We're just like, no, if you buy FIFA 2021 on Xbox One, you got to fucking, you got to buy another one on Xbox Series X. You better of course it. they do that. Of course <laughs> they do that. We'll see.
0: <laughs> Anywho, that's it for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. If we're interested. Shout out to Ashraf mail on Twitter. He's got some good takes. I enjoy following him, Crave Director on Valhalla. And we will be covering the story. More on the site. Let's move on to wish list this, Steve, shall we? Let's do it. Actually, before or we do that, job. Let's, let's yeah. plug the job. We got a new job on the site. Want show, show, oh my God, I had a stroke there. We got a new job on the site. I want to highlight for everyone. Uh, is it a minus game design or a dash game design or just a game designs? Like I just say a game. Yeah, I just say a game. Okay, I like I a game designs is looking for a lead C sharp Unity programmer. Uh, you must be based in Ontario. It's probably for some tax credit reasons, but you will be working remotely, obviously, for pandemic reasons. Uh, you can check out the link on uh, their website, our website, or you can just send it to jobs at agamestudios.com with your resume. Uh, you must be willing... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're responsible for working with the creative director to develop and refine the shared vision for their yet unannounced game, code core systems, and gameplay mechanics, integrate all game. Components, animation, sound effects, etc. Develop and improve various game systems, AI, UI tools. Um, They're looking for someone with two years working as a programmer in Unity with a bachelor's degree in computer science, game design, or an equivalent. Some good knowledge of C Sharp, coding practices, excellent communication skills, etc. Bonus, if you've worked on a PC or console game, and if you've worked on a game from pre-production to launch. So again, that's A-Game. Looking for a lead, C Sharp, Unity Programmer. Check out. On our site, must be in Ontario. There you go. That's probably for some uh, Ontario creates like tax credit thing because I I'm know guessing, we have yeah. worked with that at our studio before. Okay one one
1: more one last Assassin's Creed thing before we move on. Okay, hit me. S- Assassin's Creed One took place during eleven ninety one, and gotcha. Assassin's Creed Valhalla takes place during eighteen seventy three or sorry eight seventy three, eight hundred seventy three. Gotcha. So it's about three hundred years before the first Assassin's Creed. Interesting. So okay. the Creed's definitely around. Yeah. They're, they're doing some stuff. Who knows? Yeah. We'll, see. we'll see. Okay.
0: I'm, I'm interested. The timeline's all whack, but that's fun. Everyone, When are they going to Japan? I want to see. Actually, we got Ghost of Tsushima for that, so maybe we don't need yeah, it. Exactly. It's an open-world game. I'm, I'm excited for Tsushima. Got my pre-order. Hopefully EV Games is open by then. Let's yeah. do some wish lists. This. In this segment, Steve... I highlight three upcoming Canadian-made games that you have to add to your wish list while we're talking about them. I'm going to start with Rogue Legacy 2. We talked about this a bit last week. It was recommended at the bottom of one of the other games, along with two uh, completely unrelated games on Steam. But, of course, the big, hotly-anticipated sequel to Rogue Legacy. Movie guy voice. Rogue Legacy 2 is what you'd get if you mashed Rogue Legacy and a sequel together. That means it has all the trappings of a typical roguelike randomized runs, changing characters and more, but with persistent upgrades and persistent dead airs. That's funny. I like that. Good good description. Uh no gifts in the steam page. Oh yeah. Little bummed. There is a like emota like um ASCII emojis with, like the heart, the dash 3 and the smiley face. I like that. Um, the store page may be temporary, but rogue legacy is forever. Um yeah. It's a genealogical rogue light. T E uh that means yeah 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 you are excited for this game I'm very excited I
1: I Rogue Legacy is like the was like the perfect Vita game for me like I it fits so well on that platform and I was I just loved it so much it's like the roguelike I've mentioned this a couple times it's the roguelike that I that I dig where you kind of level up and stuff like that you get fun little quirks from like that you inherit or whatever mm-hmm. um so I'm pumped for this.
0: Did they, is there a release date or release Summer date? 2020. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's so soon. That is very, very soon, Steve. Within months of us talking right now, you will be playing Rogue <laughs> Legacy on your PlayStation 4, probably. That's exciting. Not my PlayStation Vita, that's for sure. Definitely not. Is it on your wish list, though? I really have to ask. It is. Excellent. Are you excited? Very excited. Yeah, this is a day one for me, for sure. Hopefully we can get in contact with whoever their PR people is so we can get some coverage on our Twitch and podcast. The More Like This is actually pretty
1: fitting as well. There's one game that doesn't really fit, but the rest of it seems to be pretty pretty spot on. So
0: and good, good job, Steam. They, they say at the bottom the page is temporary, so I am waiting for gifts and a trailer. Um, yeah, check that out. Developed in Toronto, Celador Games. Next today, let's highlight Chivalry 2 from Torn Banner Studios, also in Toronto. It's an exclusive Epic Games Store game that now has a wishlist feature. Epic Games Store does what PlayStation and Xbox can't. Actually, you can can wishlist on, on PlayStation Store on the computer, just not on the actual playstation oh
1: yeah that's right i i always forget that because i don't typically go shopping on the playstation store i do it on the on the desktop or whatever mm-hmm. and then every and then i come across like a game on the store every now and then and i go to like like it or something and i can't and i'm just like what the fuck is what's wrong with you people it also loads <laughs> so slowly it is that's mostly the reason like the playstation store like is actually decent on mm-hmm. the desktop it's just, yeah like, it it's works mid- yeah yeah and very annoying too. My friend's birthday is tomorrow, and and I can't like buy him like a PlayStation game or some shit or send him like PlayStation money. It's so annoying.
0: Hmm. I'm gonna do the the voice. <clears throat> <clears throat> Chivalry Two is a multiplayer first-person slasher inspired by epic medieval movie battles. Players are thrust into the action of every iconic moment of the era, from the thunder of cavalry charges to the storm of flaming arrows to sprawling castle sieges and more. <sighs> Coming TBD 2020 to Windows. Again, Epic Game Store. Check it out. Add it to your wish list. Steve, are you looking at this page? I was actually
1: picking up the two free games. Let me actually...
0: Oh, what are the two free games right now? Uh, Amnesia and Crashlands. Oh, Crashlands is dope. Check out Crashlands. I I have mixed feelings on Amnesia. Uh, uh, eh. But that's just me. I know a lot of people are super into it, and they obviously did very well with it.
1: All right, but I added
0: uh, Chivalry 2 to my wish list. You said it was Epic only, right? Like uh, I believe at the moment, Chivalry 2... Because the other one didn't come to consoles, did it? No. Uh, it did. It was,
1: no, it was ported. Oh, was it? Chivalry,
0: yeah, Chivalry 1 was ported um,
1: by a studio... Like, I like outside of the studio. Huh.
0: Yeah, it looks like right now you can only find it on Epic Game Store. So, they probably will do a post-launch console port... As you tend to do in game development.
1: Yeah, you beta test it on PC, let all those PC nerds play it, and then you release it to the big boys on console.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what their intention is. Um, Yeah, last today, little indie game. Uh, We're going to throw some love to uh, Eidos Montreal's Marvel's Avengers, (laughs) which you can wishlist on Steam if you are so inclined. I'm skeptical about this game, Steve. I'm going to tell you why um they're pitching it as a live service game they've been very vocal about that since e3 when they announced it um but the thing with live service games is if no one plays them they stop supporting them pretty fast now i think this game's going to do really well because it's marvel and avengers um but it's what happens you get in you sink a bunch of time money energy into this game and if it doesn't have the numbers that you know square enix wants they drop support like within a year or two what do you do then
1: Yeah, um, you launch it for free on Game Pass and PlayStation Plus, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it 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 does have like a kind of uphill battle. I mean, this game should have came out like around Endgame. Oh, that would have been perfect. Yeah, but now it's like most of these characters aren't even in the MCU anymore. So it's just like that's most of
0: them are just kind of like eh, like yeah. One of them's dead. (laughs) Two, two of them. Uh, Oh yeah, you're right. I'll do the um, I'll do the movie guy voice for this one too. <clears throat> Assemble your team of Earth's mightiest heroes and embrace your powers to live your superhero dreams. Not a great description. Uh, I'm gonna have to give it to Rogue Legacy this week for having the best description. Uh, but there but is I, is PNGs of pretty game art in the Steam page. But and your favorite deluxe all. editions too stop that stop that no 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 no
1: (laughs) i did add to my wish list though i am excited to see more of this game it's definitely like it's not a day one like i would need i need to do my research my due diligence for this one Mm -hmm. see what it's about see what people say because it's not the type of game that i would want to be a service like a live service game like i would want it to be like a 20-25 hour rpg where you could just play as iron man but like, I don't understand how you're... Are you playing as Iron Man? Or are you playing as someone who's, like, similar to Iron Man? Like, I don't understand how you have just a bunch of Iron Mans flying around or something like that. Like, I don't I don't get how it's a game's of service, so...
0: Hmm.
1: A little weird, but um, it's on the wish list. I'm, I'm keeping a close eye on it. By the way, this game got a couple of votes in our end-of-year voting
0: last it year. It did, it did. Most anticipated <laughs> for 2020. Number three, I think. Marvel's Avengers continues the epic journey with new heroes and new narrative delivered on an ongoing basis for the definitive Avengers gaming experience. I don't <laughs> they know. They really where... missed
1: the boat with like it not being around any game, though. Like they like it, they should have really pushed it for mm. that. Um, but apparently, if you kind of look into this game too, it's had kind of a little bit of a development hell sort of stuff going on. So
0: yeah, apparently today or yesterday is when. No, Friday was when uh, Black Widow was supposed to launch in theaters. Oh, yeah, that's right. Rip rip theaters. I know. I was actually looking
1: at. Let me actually take a look right now. I
0: was looking at Cineplex stocks the other day, actually. Probably not great. Didn't they just get bought by that, like, UK company? Oh, did they? Yeah, because my my friend was telling me they got bought by the same parent company that bought all the UK theaters. And they started, Mm -hmm. like, a movie theater subscription pass thing where, like, you pay, like, $30 a month and you can just go to as many movies as you want or something which is perfect. Oh, yeah. And the amount of times they go to the the movies that, that would like... They tried that with, uh, what was it, AMC Theaters, I think? Or, I forget. Like mo- yeah. But I've, it was I've different heard. than that because that was like $7 a month or something. Absurd. Like, yeah, it was absurd. like the price of one movie theater ticket whereas this is like two or th- like three or four which is probably more than the most, the typical person goes to the movies. So, yeah. yeah. Anywho, Marvel's it's Avengers. Tradi- the, mo- the
1: Cineplex is trading at like half of what it was trading at, at the start of the year. So,
0: what about Zoom stock, Steve?
1: Oh, is it, I, I'm i so mad at that. Zoom Zoom's doing quite well.
0: September My 4th. Air Canada
1: stock has been doing pretty well, too. Sorry, we shouldn't talk about
0: that. That's okay. That. that happens when the government <laughs> pumps a bunch of money into a private corporation and doesn't get any shareholders in it and just wastes taxpayer money. But that's on Stephen's Socialist podcast, not this podcast. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to play the game, man. You can hate the game, but still play it. Any bailout money that came from the Canadian government with taxpayer dollars to private corporations should result in the government owning that portion of the company and generating money off of it. That's just my opinion. I, I,
1: I mostly agree with that in principle. I'm sure there's like some, I feel like there might be some case by case stuff. Like, do you mean private and public traded companies or?
0: Yeah, everything. Cause if you're going to spend the money you earn from people giving you money to run the country on bailing out, Corporations that give their CEOs $30 million bonuses every year, that is just irresponsible and disrespectful (coughs) to the people who aren't getting supported during this crisis. And you should turn that into investment to make more money to spend on them. But these companies do pay, like, you know, they do
1: pay taxes and the taxes. Do they, Steve? Well, I mean, they they should be paying taxes. And didn't Trudeau or someone say, like, anyone using tax havens?
0: Nope. They asked Trudeau about it in a press conference and he said no. That that they wouldn't get bailouts. No, that they would. That he's not excluding companies that hold their tax money in havens. That they would I, thought, th- I thought it out. was the opposite of that. No, no. There's two countries in Europe. I think it's, uh, Pol. It's a uh, two Nord- Nordic countries are doing that. And after that, Trudeau was asked about it, and he said no. Oh, yeah. So okay. Trudeau sucks. And well, he's
1: he's hooking me up with three hundred extra dollars though, so I I can't uh, I can't be totally mad at him. The, the child care benefit, everyone just gets $300 extra dollars per, per child next month. Yeah. so How much do you spend on your month? child in a month, though? I don't know. Less
0: than 300 though. Okay. No. All, right, <laughs> so all right. All right. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like that's awful. not true, but that's okay. We'll move on to vintage but
1: it's Canadian. But it's $300 on top of what the, CC, what the child
0: care benefit gives us already. So. We're going to move on to vintage Canadian <laughs> game of the week. Every week, this is Steve segment. I, I like it. Uh, we pick... A vintage Canadian game, vintage as defined as a well-aged, still worth checking out in 2020 game. And in gaming terms, vintage is like we we said three years because that's ancient yeah. history in games. Um, what's your pick this week, Steve? Going with Tap Titans Two,
1: um,
0: which is a mobile game
1: from Game Hive here in Toronto. Uh, it's like it's one of those like tapping games. I don't know if you play these. They're usually like RPG sort of things where you just like you're literally tapping the screen. But then it also has, uh, like, it's doing stuff, you know, when the game is closed and, and sort of building up your, like, your little army or whatever like that. So it's literally just you're, you're tapping, like, the screen to destroy monsters and you just make it through the level, mm. uh, each level. And it's just like a, it's like a perfect time waster, like, when you're stuck on the, on, yeah, I mean, no one's commuting right now, but stuck on traffic, or not traffic, shouldn't be looking at your phone, but stuck in the subway uh, or just chill on the couch at home or whatever. It's just, like, a really fun time waster. Um, I remember like being in Japan. I was more addicted to Tap Titans One than Two, but I remember being in Japan and seeing an ad for Tap Titans, like this giant ad in the subway. I was like blown away. Um, but it's pretty fun. It's cool art to, as well. Like, uh, and they got a few of these games, but I I like Tap Titans One and Two the most. I'm I'm recommending or I'm saying you should maybe check out Two because I'm assuming One is they're just like not really doing anything with it anymore. Um, so I would recommend Tap Titans 2. It's on iOS and Android. So.
0: All right, I'll have to check it out.
1: Yeah, these are they're fun little time wasters. I don't know. I have a, I have a soft spot for some of these. So.
0: I'm going to throw it this week, Steve, to the best RPG. <coughs> Let me think about this. Yes. The best <laughs> RPG I've ever played, Mass Effect 2. Wow, II. really? Yes. I, I, I really, really love Mass Effect 2. Developed by Bioware in Edmonton, of course. Rest in peace, Bioware. Um, Mass <laughs> Effect 2 is the RPG for me. I love sci-fi. Check. I love... Well, that, that was really it. That was what sold me on it. And, uh, it's got the best characters, the best recruits for your little posse on the Normandy. Um, it's got the best end game. It's got the best, um, bad guy, good guy dynamic. I played through good, because everyone should. And, um, I, I really liked all the little moments there. And, uh, I also have a soft spot for Mass Effect 3 but that ending was pretty awful although I, I'm not one of those people who was so upset about it and everything but I really just didn't yeah. like the ending uh, there were some moments in Mass Effect 3 like of course uh, the science guy singing as you, as the the building falls down around him and he saves the whatever that was awesome, And but Mass Effect 2 from beginning to end, just mwah, mwah, chef's kiss, RPG mastery I think, it, I think my final clock time was like 58 hours or something, I did pretty much everything you could do in that game, except like do an evil playthrough because I don't want to do that yeah i can't do that stuff either i didn't play three but i, I played actually two is the only one i played well um, perfect that's that i would i would play three after because you were on ps3 right so that's why i didn't play one yeah exactly yeah i got when i and ps my, uh,
1: sorry mass effect 3 came out in 2011 which was my poor year like oh. i missed so many 2011 games i'm more than, I, I feel like mass effect 3 was during my poor time
0: hmm. well had, you like, can get it on the trilogy, no job no money <laughs> and you can play one
1: on the trilogy well, if
0: EA would just port the fucking games to to PS4, I'd be sad. Oh yeah, that's it. that's three, like I got my 360, and then I got the Mass Effect trilogy. But it was one, su- it was the same summer whenever Macklemore's like second album came out. Because I remember, like, I have this weird fever dream of like that summer was essentially me and my friend Hayden just slept on our couch for like two months, and that summer was him playing Dota two on his laptop, blasting Macklemore, and me on the couch playing all three <sighs> Mass Effect games in like two months. That was the entire summer for me, and it's like we would we just wouldn't shower for a week. It was all like the typical like fifteen year old, fourteen year old (laughs) teenage boy shit. And yeah, that was that was a great time. And Mass Effect Two is just. So Mass Effect Three actually was
1: March 2012, which I feel like was just it was just after the poor period, so I I still didn't get a chance to play it. But two, yeah, two it was great. I I liked it a lot. Um,
0: Oh man, I I remember.
1: I think Mass Effect Two was actually like the first DLC I ever like bought. Like paid like campaign DLC or whatever. So I was just like, I want more of this game.
0: Sorry. And there was trophies, so I was like, All right, I'll do this. <laughs> I could go back and get all the achievements one day. I'd have to do an evil playthrough, and I don't, I don't, I don't want to beat that guy, Steve. Oh, I've, I've eighty-one percent of the trophies. In two? Yeah. Oh, I, you had to beat on insanity though. Ah, oh, forget, forget that. I don't, I don't need that negativity in my life right now. Yeah, there you go. I'm all about positivity, which is why. Let's talk about what we have been playing now. Hit me it. with what you've been playing lately, Steve. Wait, I know what you've been playing. You've been playing Streets of Rage four.
1: I did, and I streamed it too. I see you wrote stream nothing. That's not true. I streamed. We, we streamed Street the of Streets of Rage 4.
0: four. What do you? What I'm, did you uh, think?
1: It's. I was much more like nostalgic for this game series or the series than I thought I was. Like, I really dig streets of rage Four. like it was it's really really solid it's um like punch like it's very simple right like it's just punching there's no blocking or anything mm-hmm. like that like you can barely dodge as well um it still like has that that mood of like trying to take your quarters mm-hmm. um but the impacting is like pretty solid like the the characters are really fun the levels are you know are interesting to look at and whatnot like it's really, really like I, I enjoyed it way more than i thought I would like I thought I, when I, I was excited to pick it up, but I was just sort of like, you know, this will just be kind of fun stroll down memory lane. But it was I was actually like, you know, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, I played it and beat it's very short. It's like two, two and a half hours. I played it and beat it. The, the, like I didn't do it on stream because I think my internet crapped out. But mm-hmm. um, but pretty much in one sitting play and beat it. It's meant to be replayed. But if if that's not your thing, like, you know, because it is it's like 30 bucks. It's on Game Pass, though, so if you're an Xbox person, you should just go download it. <clears throat> but if you guys spend, like, the $30, you know, that's up to you if, like, you would think you would replay it. Uh, I, I started to replay it, um, but it, it's, they did a good job. Like, there, I haven't played these games in, like, 20 years, probably more, and there was even some things where I was just like, oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember that character. I remember this, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um So I'm sure there's even more stuff that I I didn't know. But they did a really, really good job. Like, it's really awesome. I hope they kind of keep going on with this series. Like, the story is nonsensical. Like, it doesn't even... It's just, like, evil people are just being evil. Um, But there's some cool shit in the game. I'd recommend giving it a shot. Especially if you're on Xbox or PC Game Pass or whatever. Like, you should just download it and give it a shot. I'm on Game Pass, so I will be absolutely checking it out. Check it out. It's really, really good. Um, I did... uh, So I I played that. I also beat Kingdom Hearts 1... (laughs) Um, which you know is, has the most bullshit ending boss ever. It's like ten bosses in a row. It's garbage. Uh, and then I have been playing an old fader of yours, Sly Cooper Two. You
0: know? oh, I saw. I love Sly Cooper Two, Sly Two: My, Band of Thieves. Yeah, it's it's great. My only complaint about the game is that it's so
1: hand holding. Like, just they just tell you, they just straight up just tell you what to do all the time. And even like remind you of shit that is like so simple, like how you had to press circle to like jump on. Like, Remember, Sly, like
0: jump and hit
1: the circle button.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: it's, I'm just like, uh, just stop telling me, and you can't skip it either. And I'm just no, like, no, yeah. So it's really my only complaint, because especially like in Infamous, they do the same thing, but you don't have to press circle. Like they just developed the sort of, I guess, stickiness for you to stick on, to for mm-hmm. you to like just jump on the corners and stuff like that. It's also a kid's game, to be fair. It is. It is. It's true. It, it, it was just like, oh, man, like, I really wish they didn't just hold your hand. Because it's kind of like a pseudo, like, open world thing, too. Yeah, you yeah. Know? you
0: get to the missions from this, like, open world that he goes to in the different levels. And there's stuff to There's the bottles to find. Ah, and stuff the bottles. To find. It's, pre- it's pretty good. That clink is I, seared into my, my text tone to this day, Steve, is <laughs> the notification when you beat a mission. You know, like the dun-dun-da-dun-dun, dun, 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 and the sly thing comes up. Yeah, that's the text tone on my phone since I got a phone.
1: <laughs> but it's good; I like it. I played one back in the day, um, mm-hmm. like back in the day on PS3, um, and I remember nothing of it. But two is good. I'll play three as well. You got it. You
0: got to let me know what you think of the ending of two, Steve. Because oh, really? It was a. It was a. It was a traumatic day <laughs> in young Steven's life when he beats Sly Cooper two. It's messed up. Is it really? Okay. Yes. I'll, um, I'm, I'm in, I'm
1: like halfway through episode two, which I think there's like what, eight episodes or so? So I'm, uh,
0: I'm, the Canada ones in this one, that one's really good too. I'm still maybe like a week or
1: two away from God. I love Psyché from Psycho. finishing it. So we'll see. I'll try to, maybe I'll try to get to it for the end of the week. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let me know, but I'll let you know. But I like, sometimes I'm like, oh man, like, I don't know if I could play three after this cause I'm sure they're just going to tell me the same shit over and over again. at mm-hmm. the start. Yeah. and then other times i'm like no this game is really good though like you could see infamous in it too which is like kind of cool and i really wish we were talking about mass effect and how i wish they ported i wish they would like port infamous to ps4 as well because i want to replay those games um and get trophies for them
0: that was the reason i got a ps3 i was sitting in eb games and i saw like the infamous trailer come up i was like whoa that's fucking rad and i went out and uh, did a bunch of chores and got a ps3 Infamous was awesome, but they just didn't really.
1: Infamous two and Second Son weren't as good as Infamous one. They didn't really manage to get the capture the magic again. I guess with no. Infamous two and three. Whereas I'm 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 sensing that Sly one, two, and three are really really similar. That just seems like one big game. Yeah, it really is. Um, whereas Infamous one and two, it's like it's they are similar, but it's just like they had the different voice actors too in between the games, and it's just like the the story's not as good. Number two and Second Son was really. The ending was really disappointing with that. It just ruined the whole experience. Um, but anyway, Slide 2, fun. It's good. It's so good. Yeah, oh, man. Fun.
0: I've been playing um, Rocket League with uh, some friends. We I just got all the achievements on Xbox, so now I have the Platinum and 100% on PS4 and 100% th- achievement. And you got the Platinum on PS4. I got the Platinum as well. Yeah, I-, I did the I did the trick to get the... Because all I needed was
1: to get to 50 kilometers, and I got to, like, 80 and still didn't get it. Mm-hmm. And then I finally went to... Pl- I was just like, okay, let me just do this again and then before the match even started i got the trophy at like 85 kilometers so i was like weird then i I deleted it
0: oh you could have cleaned up
1: those other ones they're great no that's fine i don't need to play i i had the fun the one time and then i was like this is this is now my memory of rocket league i don't need to really play it ever again
0: rocket league's so good and they're owned by epic now so i'm really wondering where they're going with the company Oh, they'll have microtransactions. You can buy wheel tire stuff, and you can well, they're already X- heavily monetized. XP like,
1: boosters, and you can
0: rocket they had, two <laughs> <laughs> They had loot boxes and took them out, which is one of, which is rare I've seen in a game where like people hated that so much they actually took it out, and now it's like blueprints or something, and you buy rocket coins to reveal the blueprints and get the item.
1: It's weird. Yeah, I'm bitter that I spent real money on DLC and had nothing to show for it now even though it's, like, stupid. Well, you still <laughs> have like the a...
0: thing you got, right? Like, it was a car or something, I'm assuming you bought. I don't know. Isn't it free, though? Is it, uh, it, Can't every, anyone have that? No, like, some of the cars are... Uh, you have to buy, like, the Ghostbusters car, the DeLorean, or the Batmobile. Oh, really? I don't yeah. Know. Whatever. Anywho, I've also been playing Grand Theft Auto V on oh, cool. uh, Xbox One because I got it in high school just to play the multiplayer with my friend. And, I, I like, I... Uh, like on uh, next gen, I got it at launch on 360 and beat it and did everything. But uh, so I had it on Xbox One for a while and I just jumped back in and I realized like my save was right before the first heist, which is great because I love that first heist a lot. Oh, the jewels. Yeah, the story? jewel heist. Yeah. yeah, so good. I it, Like the Rockstar level design and game and mission design formula is really old, and, like, they're hand... Like, you want to talk about hand-holding. If you stray from, like, the design cinematic experience at all, it just fails you and restarts you. Like, yeah. It's it's pretty... I, w- I would say uh, it doesn't feel good to... Like, if you just play through every mission perfectly and you get the desired cinematic experience they're shooting for, it's great. But obviously it never happens for everyone. So you... Stray off or fail, fall too far behind. It just says mission failed. You failed to keep up with whatever, and just restarts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so that, that that's getting old. Like if that's the formula still, whenever GTA Six comes out, like it was getting kind of old in Red Dead Two, and it's playing GTA Five is even older. And I'm like, ah, this this ty- this style of game and and missions doesn't doesn't feel good, and they really need to change that. But I also yeah. love like it is the it's the most successful entertainment product of all time successful in terms of money like more than any movie any book any tv show anything music gta is the most profitable piece of media ever made and it's it's fucking savage like it's a satirical game about america whereas like you look at every other popular video game like call of duty the sports games battlefield they're essentially american military like propaganda to to a certain extent and then gta 5 is like America's stupid, Americans are stupid, yeah. S- social media's <laughs> stupid, rednecks are stupid, Hollywood elites are stupid, the government's <laughs> stupid, the FBI's stupid, and it's just shitting on everything and is the most popular game in America. And so I, I've always been really interested in that aspect it, of
1: it. It is really funny, like, they they really do shit on every part
0: everything. of, everything.
1: Like- Every, like American media, American life, everything about it. That's why kind of Trevor is like so interesting in that game because he's just like, he's just chaos and just like knows mm-hmm. everything so stupid but just takes advantage of it at yeah. all times. And and Michael's sort of like living off of that stupidness too. And
0: mm-hmm. and
1: it, it is like, the contrast is pretty funny. I think that's why GTA V is like so well done because like they picked the perfect setting for it too. Um, LA,
0: Hollywood, baby.
1: Yeah, for that kind of story and stuff. is it's. it's I, I, I realized that, too, when I was playing through it. I was just like, oh, man, they really just, like, shit. Like, they've made so much money off Americans, yet
0: they're just shitting on everything yep, about it. Absolutely. Like, and it's, a, like, there's there's two kind of, like, teams. Uh, not two different teams, but, like, like, Red Dead Redemption is, like, supposed to be a very meticulous attention to detail, sort of historically accurate. Well, very historically accurate, except, you know, names and stuff are changed, sort of um wild west like experience that's mm. and then GTA is like off the wall satirical nut job playground you know
1: yeah that's why i, I that's why i liked the online for GTA more than red dead cuz it's like there's just Crazy shit going on in, in GTA Online. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Red Dead Online, I, you mentioned how you played it once. I played it like two or three times, and and I was just like, this is like this is boring. <laughs> There's nothing going on in this
0: fucking world. The like, one time I played it, I went to do a mission. Some guy just hogtied me, put him on a, my his horse, and just rode away. <laughs> and I just quit to the menu, and I was like, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I've been playing GTA. I don't. I probably won't beat it. I'm just playing through. I'll play t- like I get to. And it's also like not a um, pleasant game to have on, like especially playing the campaign. You know, like uh, what do you mean? Well, I mean, there's torture. There's a lot of oh, I see gr- gratuitous yeah, yeah. sexual content. There's a lot of um, yeah. It's, it's some of the scenes are unco- like it's supposed to be uncomfortable, obviously, but like that's not necessarily what I want to have on the TV at any given moment. So yeah, that, there's a lot of the, there's some Trevor cutscenes that I kind of like
1: skipped because I was just like I don't need to. Mm-hmm watch this i yeah. i was always just like whenever we played through it i was just like amazed by the size and scope because like it is like a pretty old game but like i don't know i i remember just like skydiving in that game and just looking around i was like this is actually like pretty fucking cool like it's mm-hmm. really i'm excited for gta 6 like
0: oh know, yeah you and a billion and a half other people
1: <laughs> yeah like i'm sure we're like three or four years away from it but i, I want to see what like rockstar because like like we mentioned rockstar has all the money in the world they could per they can put like 7,000 developers onto the GTA 6 and make a profit within the first day, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to see what they kind of do. Because they are like the master. Like Red Dead Redemption is just so much... There's so much detail. There's so much mm-hmm. stuff going on in that game. Like I want to see them kind of keep expanding with a world that's not so empty. Like I think they were able to do that with Red Dead 2 because it was so empty.
0: Mm-hmm. It's literally like, the frontier. The cities yeah. are extremely detailed and like... But there's also they so are, much but in they're the are mu- much. Yeah, exactly. They're yeah. Much
1: smaller. Like San Andreas is like bigger than all the cities, you know, times five, in uh, in Red Dead Redemption. And the rest of Red Dead Redemption is just emptiness. Um, so yeah, I don't
0: know. It's it was it was a good. Play. I I liked replaying through GTA Five recently. So. And I I I want to see GTA Six with a female protagonist, and not just for like whatever diversity for diversity's sake. I genuinely think like the next space they can go with this is like from. Because they've done like, I guess five. One of them's three. Like eight male protagonists at this point. I'm kind of interested to see what their take would be on like a female protagonist. You know. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, they haven't. Has
1: have Rockstar ever? Because Bully was a guy. Yeah, Manhunt. Bully,
0: Midnight Club was a butt, guy, Manhunt, uh, all the Red Deads, all the GTA's were guys protagonists. They obviously had female characters, but yeah, I'm inter- I would like to see. I know they probably won't because. They're hitting that, like, 18 to 30 male market, and they think that they'll only buy games with men on the covers. But, you yeah, know, that's one thing I'm thinking of playing this game. Like, I wonder what they would do with, like, a female protagonist. Like, I'd want to see that. Yeah, true, true. And go somewhere not in the U.S., I think. I, like, they, they did London already, right? And they've done New York City, L.A., San Andreas was San Francisco, right? My, yeah, Vice City was Miami. Miami. Chinatown won the DS, was just a generic Chinatown.
1: Yeah, I would I mean if anything I mean I, I feel like if anything it'll it would be my City cuz those are like the three kind of pillars of like America, right? Like Chicago and New York very similar, Seattle mm-hmm. and and um and LA are kind of similar I guess in terms of just being coastal cities. Miami mm-hmm. and and blah 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 like I think they'll only maybe like a mid-central one, but I I am sure they'll I'm sure it'll be in the US though, like.
0: Yeah, I I'd, I'd like to see something some European country. You could just roast like a European country would be so funny. I I would love to see what they would do there, but yeah, it'll probably be in your, it'll probably be in, um, like a major US city and, um, either one guy or they'll try different guy characters again. But I'd be interested to in see what else they could do. I'm assuming it'll be Vice City
1: because they, they've done GTA 4 was, uh, New York or was, uh, Liberty City and then they did San Andreas, so, um, Mm-hmm. They would. So I'm assuming. I'm assuming Vice City, just because that's like the only other one they haven't done. London, I think, was like
0: that was, it was like the, the top down one, wasn't it? Or no?
1: I think it was London. Was the after GTA one before GTA two?
0: Yeah, it was one of the top down ones.
1: Yeah. So
0: I'd be interested. I'm interested. The rest of for the rest of history, Steve, your and I, entire lifetimes, the open world genre will be a tug of war between CD Projekt Red and Rockstar Games, just pushing each other pushing the envelope, just inching in, in in innovating to see what they can do next cuz i really don't see any other people in that space of like hyper realistic open world games. Like obviously Nintendo's doing their own thing with Breath of the Wild 2. It's going to be different. It's going to be whack. I don't count that as far as like that type of game. It's it's really a contest between CD Projekt Red with Cyberpunk and Witcher 4 or whatever and Rockstar with um, GTA Six or Red Dead? 3 not or uh, or.
1: not Bethesda with like Fallout. Um, I was going to make a Fallout seventy six joke, but with Elder Scrolls Six, you don't think? And whatever the Star one is.
0: <sighs> Bethesda has so much goodwill to and re-earn. Fallout seventy six. Like Bethesda's <laughs> burned so many people. Like the Bethesda name on something, Bethesda Softworks developed by, is a reason for me not to buy something now. And mm-hmm. they didn't innovate since like. Fallout 76 feels like New Vegas in 3 and looks in really stuttery, brokenness. Like, obviously, people are going to be hyped for Elder Scrolls 6. Um, I'm very interested to see if it's a new engine, if it works, if it runs. It won't it's, do I, any of those things. Yeah, so, no. I don't, see, <laughs> I don't see Bethesda competing in open world. I don't see Ubisoft competing with the Assassin's Creed games or Far Cry or Division. Like, what it's about, really... Uh, what about Ben Studio at Days Gone 2? Oh my god, could you imagine? I could like they're just, they're, they're fun, but they're like they're they're in, they're in a different tier. They're in a they're in a a lower league than Rockstar. And you can see and reflect it in their business model. Like Rockstar releases an open world game every 4 to 5 years and it's an it's an event. Grand Theft Auto 6 is going to be an event. Cyberpunk this year is going to be an event. Assassin's Creed came out and you're like oh what's the new Assassin's Creed because they come out every other year or every year just like Far Cry just like Fallout just like all these games whereas like Cyberpunk is going to be huge GTA 6 is going to be huge and like Ubisoft and Bethesda they can't have that because they you know devalue their games so much
1: yeah I I I'm not super pumped for Cyberpunk only cuz I have never really, I, haven't, I haven't like looked too much into it like I don't mm. really know much about it and I'm sure I'll play it when it comes out and stuff like mm-hmm. on PS5 um but I'm not, I'm not like super hyped for it cuz I'm just like
0: I didn't really like Witcher 3 I've tried playing it so many times and I can't get into it This is way like yeah look into it like I'm seeing Cyberpunk as like a very dense Like, it's obviously, like, it's cyberpunk, so, like, it's a vertical city-type thing, and uh, with first-person from the get-go, you can play it, the entire game in first-person if you want, and that's a completely different experience than Witcher, which is, like, sort of more zoomed-out, third-person camera, fantasy, big, open, empty spaces. It's going to be very different, and that's what I think is interesting. Whereas, like, you look at GTA to Red Dead, like you said, it's a similar thing. where like, GTA's very dense, um, with, obviously, big open-world sections of nothingness and just... Sand, paid, copy and pasted, but um, Cyberpunk is going to be something else.
1: Yeah, maybe I'll start. I don't know. I'm like, I'm fine with kind of being in the unknown for now. Like, I'm sure once it, we get closer to launch, it launches in September, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, apparently, allegedly, we'll see.
1: We'll see. My birthday is in September, so maybe, uh, maybe it'll be good for that, or maybe it'll be like a Final face fifteen thing where it was. Final Fantasy Fifteen originally was supposed to come out on my birthday, and I was so pumped. I took the day off work, and then it got delayed. Oh, I was so
0: I was so mad. I, I didn't
1: even like play it. I was just like, "No, fuck that
0: game." <laughs> Last game birthday. I wanted to get that came out on my birthday was Alien Isolation. Stayed it till midnight. Downloaded it. Uh, yeah, that was fun. Did, I was just so mad at Final Fantasy Fifteen. I was like,
1: "No, you, you guys don't deserve my 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 uh, my business because you ruined my birthday."
0: The game also wasn't great. But anyway, that's it for this episode of the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to help us keep the site running and covering the game dev scene, you can support us over at patreon.com slash CanadianGameDevs. We're backing us. We'll get you early access to the show, a special channel on our Discord, uh, occasional game giveaways, as well as our undying gratitude, and your name at the end of every episode. Like these lovely top-tier patrons, so a big shout-out to Aaron McLeod, Elizabeth Avery, Hanel, Gene Leggett, Jeff Shepstone, Jeffrey Canham, Kai Hutchins, M5Games, Nav from Academy of Games, Pixel Knots underscore Alex, and Slaughter, Neko. Thank you folks so much for helping us keep the lights on. And thank you, Steve, for joining me this week. This was a long episode, but I, I really enjoyed it. I hope you did, too. I did it's a it's our longest episode in a while i usually keep them to around an hour but this will be close to an hour 25 so i think it was a good conversation Though i would be interested to see aaron shout out to aaron he always gets in the discord and like tells us what he thinks of our hot takes for that week so uh i'm interested to see if what uh what he has to say about our what we've said here today and as well as anyone else who's been listening and said i'm an idiot and needs to tell me that please tell me in our discord (laughs) uh but where can people find you online steve um, Stephen Crane on
1: Instagram. Stephen Crane eight on Instagram. Stephen Crane on Twitter. I have TikTok now as well. So oh goody! I haven't done a TikTok thing though. I'm just I'm still sort of browsing TikTok. I'm just seeing what's what's going on. I'm interested in seeing what TikTok recommends to me based mm-hmm. on. I mean I've only liked maybe three or four things.
0: Just so you got to tune remember. that algorithm. It's key. I, I've I've perfected my TikTok algorithm every. Like, three out of four is gold. And I'm getting a lot of, like, people,
1: like, girls, like, who think their boyfriend's cheating on them and they confront them. No, 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 no. Like, what you like, do, you hold the
0: this. screen, Steve. You hold the screen and you say, hide content like this or hide from this user. Oh. You start doing that for a couple of days and you'll you'll notice your algorithm improve. That's a that's a Steve trick for you. Okay, perfect, yeah. Yeah. Because there's a lot of baby stuff, too, and I want the baby stuff. Mm-hmm, Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's a couple of accounts, like I straight away, like held the screen, like hide videos from this user or hide videos like this. And I, I had, but I've also been watching for like probably almost a year now. So I've like finally tuned this, I have like a very specific type of TikTok content. That's either, um, whatever the popular me like format video song combination is and a bunch of those, um, uh, funny, like, oh man, I, I can't really describe my algorithm it's just that good but you can have <laughs> a similarly good algorithm if you just follow that simple trick. i got
1: you. i didn't know about that so i'll, I'll t-
0: <laughs> this simple trick will fix your tiktok <laughs> and uh you can catch me on twitter at Stephen Riley s-t-p-h-a-n-r-e-i-l-o-y um yeah that's it for episode 140 of the canada game devs.com podcast thank you for listening if you're on apple podcast please give us a rating and review we'd love to hear from you uh yeah or shout out uh Discord, Twitter, we're on Facebook. Anywhere you can find us. Let us know what you think. We'd love to hear from you. And we will talk to you next week. Stay safe. Stay six feet apart. Wash your hands. Um, Don't touch your face. Don't touch your face. Bye. Bye. Recording.
1: Beautiful. And boom goes the mic. And boom
0: goes the mic. Boom, boom. I don't understand. Is that a reference?